My next guest has been a, a friend of mine for many, many, many years. You know him, of course, when he worked for Donald Trump. Things got ugly there. That's fine. He uh, is one of the more successful guys in this country. He was on with John Katsimatidis last week, and he's on with me today, my friend Anthony Scaramucci. Mooch, happy Thanksgiving, buddy. How are you? Sid, happy Thanksgiving. And again, my condolences uh, on Bernie. I'm I'm sorry about all that, but uh, it's great to be on with you. I hope you had a great holiday. We did, and thank you for that, uh, Bernie. And you had some uh, great moments, great moments, not so great moments, but uh, man, you know, you can (laughs) disagree. You can disagree with each other and still love each other. I think that's the point you're trying to bring up about the city. You know, we got to bring the city together, and we got to we got to find ways to solve the problems. We can't do it by fighting with each other. We got to unite. A hundred percent true. And that's why even though I was, you know, listen, when I'm critical of somebody, Anthony, you know, it's rough. I'm very tough on those people. And I was that way with Eric Adams for the longest time. But uh, we ended up seeing each other at the Columbus Day Parade. And we had been friendly when he was Brooklyn Borough president. And uh, we saw each other that day and we decided, let's go for dinner. And uh, sure enough, Mayor Adams met me and Danielle at Michael's Restaurant in Brooklyn about two weeks ago. We had a great dinner. I brought out all the issues that I think need to be fixed in this city. He didn't disagree with most of it. He explained to me why it wasn't getting done, why it may never get done. And we had a bunch of laughs, and it was very nice. And now I'm setting up a dinner with Rudy Giuliani because why not put the greatest mayor in this city's history with the current mayor right now? To your point, Anthony, you will get more done if you talk rather than snipe. Well, I mean, never get done. You know, listen, I'm an entrepreneur, so we go from zero to one. So we take things that are supposedly impossible and we make them possible. So, yeah, we can't say never get done. I mean, the city was clean. It was operating efficiently. Uh, People felt safe in the city. The subways felt safe. Uh, You know, de Blasio obviously ruined the city. And I know that it's clean up on aisle seven now for Mayor Adams, but we, we got to pull together and, and return the city back to where it was when Rudy and uh, Mike Bloomberg were running the city. It's just that simple. You can't, you can't have the city like this. It's not, it's not fair to the law-abiding citizens that the cities run like this. I often ask my friends who own restaurants in this city, guys like Chaz Palman, Terry, my friend Jack, who owns Empire Steakhouse, my guy Danny down there in, on Gold Street and Harry's Italian, how their businesses are doing because folks are afraid to come back into the city. You've got a great restaurant in the theater district. How are things at the uh, the Hunt and Fish Club these days? You know, think, things are fine at the Hunt and Fish Club, thank God. We're having, a, we're having a good year, but it's because we're doing a lot of self-policing. We're doing a lot of cleanup in the area. You know, we, we, we have to do that alongside of our fellow restaurant owners. But again, uh, you take the city back to 2012 and 13, look at the budget, budget's up 40 or 50% from those days. And the quality of life in the city's gotten worse for the law abiding citizens, for the people that are breaking the laws, I guess the city has gotten better. You know, you can't walk into a CVS or a uh, Walgreens or you pick the pharmacy without having to get assistance now, everything's locked behind plastic Annoying. And, and guarded. And, and it so, takes forever. I tell you, sometimes they don't show up in that aisle for 20 minutes, and, Anthony. And, and, and you you know, Bill Bratton, as well as I do, you know, there, there's three to 5,000 people that are causing this problem for seven and a half to eight million people. So uh, it's a solvable problem. We can't say that it's not solvable because we've got these woke politicians that think that they're virtue signaling by not arresting people that are breaking the law. I mean, we gotta we gotta gotta put those people away. 
or get them out of the city so that the law-abiding citizens can have a better quality of life. It's really it's really a basic thing. And so you don't want the city to slouch into the disaster of some of these other great cities that have lost their way uh, throughout the United States. You know, I've got I'm a sorry, buddy. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm expressing no, no, my right. frustration right. over Thanksgiving, but I do own a restaurant, and we're very worried about yep. it. And uh, I've got a lot of friends of mine. They they won't allow their. I've got a 27 year old daughter. She doesn't ride the subway anymore. Doesn't feel safe on the subway. Yep. You know, she yep. can't walk alone in the city after 7 p.m. It's not right. You know, that, that's not the city that we grew up in, Sid. It's not the city that Rudy or Mike left to the uh, to de Blasio. That's not the city. No, I agree. Listen, my daughter's in college now in Wales, Ava. You know Ava very well, Anthony. And I'm thrilled to death she's not here in the city anymore. She would go visit her friends last year as a senior in high school. I'd be scared to death. Now she's in Europe, and I feel much better. You know, I've got a buddy who owns a restaurant like you. He's up in um, on Arthur Avenue and in Tony's. And he's always complaining to me. He said, Sid, do you realize the amount of money we give to Ukraine? Maybe you're okay with that. Maybe you're not. I don't care. But he said, do you realize the amount of money we give to places like Ukraine? And yet, when the restaurants ask for money from this federal government, we can't get a penny. Are you experiencing some of that frustration? Well, I I think, you know, the, the, the program, I think, was helping minorities. I think if you're a white male, you're not getting money from that program. So... You know, we can debate that whether or not that's efficacious or not. I mean, you know, I'm, I, I I don't think we need to debate that, Sid. I mean, there's right or wrong things. I, I think that the American public, the New York City resident, I think we're getting really tired of right or left solutions or doctrinaire solutions. I mean, it should be more about right or wrong as opposed to left or right. And I think people are really getting tired of this stuff. So, so what works um, is good, solid policing. What works is uh, we have to end the bail reform. I mean, the reason why I, I think this thing is, is going the way it is is just bad policies. Reverse the policies, allow the police officers to do their jobs, and the quality of life and the feeling of safety. Uh, isn't that the number one priority of the government is to make the citizens feel safe? Uh, the feeling of safety has to return, you know, and it's doable. You know, Ru- Rudy did it in 93. Uh, and, we, and we kept it going to 2013. We had we had 20 years of exemplary executive management in that city, and the quality of life of all of its citizens were dramatically affected positively as a result of those two mayors. And so, you know, listen, I, I like Eric. I think he's a great guy. I wish him well. I want him. To, I want him to do the job. But we can't have people say, well, you know, it may not happen or it's not possible. I mean, that's not, you can't say that. It's got to be possible. What he was saying, well, no, but it's not always possible because, to be honest, Anthony, it, it's not that easy. He's got to go to Albany and work with a bunch of legislators that, on you know, they, they just dove in, whether it's bail reform or they're talking about Heasty, Stewart Cousins, even the governor, Kathy Hochul. He believes like you and I believe, and those people don't seem to care, and they will not budge. So it's easy to say it's possible, but he's got a very difficult job to convince no, those people scared. to change. She got scared. She she got scared. They're gonna they're gonna budge because if they if they keep it up, you know, the public is just gonna revolt. And event. I mean, that was a very close election for a registration from Democrats seven to three Republicans. I mean, that was a very close election. I mean, yeah. this is a left leaning state. It's a blue state. Um, you know, Pataki got in because of the same havoc that was going on in the mid '90s. You know, I I I think another another strong Republican, uh, if they keep this up and we see this steady decline and we see this 
continued population evacuation, uh, the, the the people of the, uh, the city and the state will give a, you know, somebody that wants to be law-abiding and enforce the law and keep people safe a chance in, in so. the executive mansion. I, I think I so. so. I mean, I so. if Governor Hockle doesn't want to do it, I mean, that's fine. But I think she got a, I think she got a warning message from the last election. Hopefully, she'll she'll figure out a way. To, I mean, listen, she's got people on MSNBC telling her they don't feel safe. You know, she looked shocked when she was being interviewed. Okay, look, people don't feel safe. I mean, that's the that's the uh, the complaint box. Sid. That's what people are putting in the suggestion box. Fix the city, fight the crime, clean up the streets, make people feel safe. First time I uh, saw you, I never knew you before. You know, you've been a big star in New York City for a long time. a financial star at the very least before you became a Trump star, a Big Brother star, all those things. Was I was on an airplane going back to Florida to see Danielle and the kids. And I was watching Neil Cavuto, who I don't like, by the way, but you were on. And, uh, <laughs> and you were talking about giving money to a candidate. I believe it was Scott Walker out of the great state of Wisconsin during that great Trump election back in 2016. I believe it was Scott Walker. And then, of course, when Walker was eliminated and the rest were as well, you became a, uh, a Donald Trump guy. Now, we know what happened since then. I don't care. But my point is, when I first got to know you, Anthony, you were a pretty staunch Republican and gave your money to Republican candidates. Then you went the other way after the whole Trump fight. Where are you right now? Oh, no. I mean, I, I give to candidates that I think make sense. You know, I helped Eric. You know, I, I, I think Eric had a good message. And I, I, Mayor Adams, I want to see him do well. I give, try to give the candidates that make sense. Um, you know, I think Trump was a fiasco, and I think he's the wrong messenger for that movement. I'm a lifelong Republican. Uh, I'm probably not a Republican when it comes to things like uh, women's right to choose and gay marriage and things like that. Me I'm too. very open to that. I'm Me very too. socially inclusive. I don't think people should make those decisions. I mean, these conservatives are hypocrites that they tell you they want a smaller government everywhere, but you're in my bedroom, Sid. So we want a smaller government, but in your bedroom, we're going to tell you what to do. I think it's a, I think it's obnoxious and I think it's hypocritical. So. So to me, lifelong Republican, um, you know, I will return, I think, in presidential politics in 2024 to the Republican Party if it's the right candidate. If, they, if they're going to put Donald Trump up again, um, he's a threat to the democracy, and so I'll speak out against it. You know, uh, my message to my fellow Republicans, let's find somebody in the Republican Party, okay, that's a, just a better messenger and also – you know, guys, we gave these baby boomers a chance or these pre-baby boomers a chance. They're in their 80s, heading for their 90s, okay? Why don't we get younger, newer people an opportunity? What about Ron DeSantis? Would you give Ron DeSantis I, I, I like Ron. I just don't want Ron to fly people around for political purposes, okay? I think they're human beings, okay? And I don't think we need to put human beings in political stunt, culture war, Situations. I think we need to be a more humane country than that. Uh, you can still be tough and you can still be strong, but you don't have to do callous things to other human beings. Okay, so I do like Ron. I think he's, I think he's done a very good job in Florida. If he gets the nomination, I will support him. Uh, but I don't like that sort of stuff. Okay, it's bullying-like behavior 
And it's not necessary well, you for do, an American well, you, president. But you do realize, of you course, know. that well before DeSantis put anybody on a flight. By the way, uh, Anthony, they went to Martha's Vineyard. Calm down. They didn't go to the Watt section of Los Angeles. But you do realize well you're, before that that Joe, well, hold on, that Joe Biden was flying people into Stewart Airport, MacArthur Airport, all these airports. That was inhumane, so, leaving them so, alone in upstate New York. So, 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 Sid, we're better than that then. Two wrongs don't make a Good right. Answer. And Good we're, answer. We're, we're better than that. Okay. Good. And um, I Good. hear that he, they went to Martha's Vineyard, but... A lot of them didn't know where they were going. And by the way, I'm from a family of immigrants. I don't know about your family, but most Americans are from family of immigrants. That could have been my grandmother or my grandfather on a plane like that. Sure. Okay, they came here completely penniless. They had to rely on the Italian-American community that was already here to help them get started and build a base for themselves. And we're more humane than that. We're a better country than that. And we need leaders that think compassionately about other people. I get that, you know, what Joe Biden did, I would call that out, and I think it's very, very wrong. We don't have to do that. Okay, we can lead with a better example, a more aspirational example, and, and okay. we need more transformative, I, 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 postpartisan politicians. I have, I have no issue with that, what you just said. I really don't, uh, as long as you point out the fact that he was just following suit. But I have no issue with what you just said. Now, we He's better than that. He's better than that. And he's smarter than that. I like that. smarter than that. Good. i got to get to this, though, how a scoop by a little-known crypto site led to the fall of Sam Bankman Freed or Fried, an implosion of FTX. Tell me about this FTX. Why were so many people duped? I mean, people lost billions and millions and all kinds of crazy money. What the hell happened? Well, it's a long, complicated story. I don't think we have the entire story. You know, it's a very long, complicated one. Um, it, it, you know, I think he took money. I mean, again, this is the allegation, so I don't know this definitively, but I think he, in a panic, I think he moved money from his customer accounts into his personal account to save himself a margin call. And as the uh, the stuff got deeper and worse, it became impossible to hide what he did. And so, ultimately, he's going to have to answer for this. I don't. You know, I don't understand why he's getting this sort of treatment from the American media where they're they're fawning over him for for, for this full disclosure. You know, I, I liked him. I had a relationship with him. Uh, he was the chief sponsor of the SALT conference. You know about the SALT conference. I've been doing it for 10 or 12 years. Um, I entered into a relationship with him in August where I sold him 30 percent of the company. Thank God I didn't sell him more than that. Uh, you know, he gave me cash. He asked me to put $10 million of the cash into those FTT tokens. In the spirit of that partnership, I, I decided to do that. Those tokens went to zero. Um, I'm a big boy and had to take losses. Um, but I don't like if, – if he has perpetrated a fraud, okay, then he has to be jailed for that. Okay, we're, we're talking about people that are robbing from pharmacies. Okay, you can't – perpetrate a fraud like that. Look at what happened to the Theranos woman. Yep. You know, he'd have to go to jail for that. He has to, he, yeah, he has to answer for that. Now, you know, it's very upsetting what happened. Unfortunately, as I said to John Casamitidis, this happens in innovative technological advancements. You get a lot of charlatans. It happened in the railroads. It happened in the steel industry. It's happened in crypto. You know, 30 seconds so, to go, Anthony. Should yeah. cryptocurrency just die altogether? Not going to die, Sid. It's already out. the beast is already out of the cage. You know the question is, will these use cases proliferate? I think that they will, and uh, you know I'm a, I'm a long-term bull, and I'm sitting in my positions, unlevered though. Stay unlevered, and don't invest more than you can afford to lose.
That is great uh, advice right there. Anthony Scaramucci, it is great to catch up with you. I hope you, Deirdre, the whole family are doing well. Thank you, Anthony. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. Thank you, buddy. Thank you.